Welcome to the Growth Marketing Podcast. I am Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's topic was about a red ocean and blue ocean. So I'm wearing it. Yeah, red and, red <laughs> and green here. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a topic or an idea or a theory or whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. It's not a new idea, but it's certainly one that's interesting. And uh, I think, you know, always applicable to business owners and, and marketers. So I had fun with it. I hope you did. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy. All right. So uh, Taylor, we've been working with many clients actually specifically about branding, positioning, mm-hmm. messaging, and then the concept of differentiating their company from right. all the other brands that are competing for the same exact customers. And so I know we want to talk a little bit about the strategy around that and, and specifically about Blue Ocean and Red mm-hmm. Ocean and so on. For our audience, for anyone that may not have heard of that concept, would you mind kind of describing that and what brands can do and, <clears throat> you know, just how we help yeah. in general. Yeah, I mean, it's not a new concept, right? The, the idea of red ocean and blue ocean, but it's a simple concept that, that I think is is powerful for a number of different reasons. But the idea is that, you know, you're either in a red ocean in terms of the marketplace or you're in a blue ocean. And a red ocean is a market that is a known marketplace, but because it's known, it's also extremely competitive it can become sort of a, a price war. It's, it's tougher to differentiate yourself. And so those are some of the, the challenges in terms of explaining and providing more value to a customer because, you know, the ocean is essentially red with blood, right? It's so competitive. The internet marketing yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that, that's one of them, right? It, it's, it is our own space. We're in, you know, at face value, we could be in a, a red red ocean. So the other aspect is, you know, a blue ocean, right? And so blue ocean is exactly what it sounds. It's, you know, free and open water, right? And what that means from a competitive perspective is you're providing something that is unique. The challenges with this is that people might not necessarily know that that you even exist, right? They're busy swimming around in the Like the I said, ocean. there's no demand. Right. There's not as, or there's no perceived demand, right? There's no understanding that, hey, they need this. Somebody knows that they need this. So there's not a lot of search volume for those kind of markets. But the advantage is, you essentially set your own price because there's no comparison to the competitors. It's all about the perceived value of what you can bring to the table. And so if you can get in front of that and create some awareness and create some demand, there is no competition. It's all irrelevant, right? You control that entire sales process. So the reason we bring that up is not to say, you know, only market yourself if you are a blue ocean, right? Or you can only do X if you're a blue ocean. You can only do Y if you're you know, red ocean. The idea is that you need to understand and identify what you are today. And you need to look at either, yes, essentially look at the cards that you're playing with, look at the hands that you were dealt, and then understand which game you need to play, right? Do you need to focus on Red Ocean? If so, we know it's a highly competitive space. So what do we need to do? We need to become that. We need to control the story, control most of that buyer's journey because we know there's a lot of search volume. We know yep. there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of awareness about the solution and the problem. So things like SEO, things like paid search, things like targeted display ads on social platforms and Google Display Network and video content, those are all very effective because we're essentially, we're marketing to the masses, but we're focusing on a an educated audience that is actually going to be actively searching for our, our product or service, right? And we also have to make sure that within that buyer's journey in terms of the conversion process or even the post-conversion process, 
need to make sure that we're doing something to differentiate ourselves because we know that that is the biggest issue that we're going to have, right? If we're just talking about, you know, trading essentially commodities, right? Then it's, yep. it's, a, it's a race to the bottom in terms of the pricing. And most businesses, at least businesses we talk to, don't want to be in that game. If that is your business model that, you know, you can be the cheapest and the fastest, maybe not the best quality, right? I don't know. You can have all three of those. Then yeah, you need to focus on that. So it's understanding what you do well and how you differentiate yourself, um, but it's going to be more difficult. Same thing with the blue ocean. It's not necessarily like, okay, you've got this golden ticket because you've created something that nobody else has. It's understanding that what those challenges are that, you know, come with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you need to focus on education. You need to focus on creating awareness and creating demand rather than, you know, putting out an AdWords campaign and expecting For a that keyword to, that yeah, nobody yeah, searches there's for. there's no search volume, which means you're not going to get any leads. And, you know, it may be harder to differentiate yourself from a search perspective because there's no terminology that's widely accepted for your product or service. So first step is kind of identify what ocean you're in and then make sure that you're addressing all of those concerns within your marketing strategy. But the other thing that I think is unique and we help brands with is like you were saying is on the messaging side, especially if you have, if you do believe you have a differentiator in your currently in a red ocean, make your own blue ocean, right? So take that. And if it's a big enough differentiator, basically repackage it and offer it in a different capacity, right? So for example, maybe you have Maybe you provide a, a, a service, right? Where you're basically trading, you know, dollars for hours, right? And right. it's just, you know, you're, you're going to charge $20 an hour. They're going to charge $19 an hour. They're going to go with somebody else. So if you, maybe you have on top of that, you have a process that you've built your own technologies to do your job more efficiently and effectively. And you have some sort of maybe a dashboard or reporting or something like that that you can provide, right? So maybe with a little bit of investment into your process and your technology, you can repurpose that and layer that into your offering and say, hey, we're not a service company that's, you know, trading hours for dollars. We're a a company that, yes, we provide the service, but we also have this technology that you have access to. And then we also provide a layer of, you know, consulting on top of that technology so that you can interpret the data and actually make, you know, informed decisions. So it's the same thing that you're offering today, but can we repackage that way in a way that we can completely remove ourselves from that red ocean, go into the blue ocean. And then that way, there's no apples to apples comparison on the pricing when you're looking at two proposals and say, well, yeah, they're charging $19, you're charging $20. The difference is that it's the extra five or six you know, deliverables that you're adding access to this platform. We provide this consulting, we provide that, and you're providing a better experience for your clients you're removing yourself and kind of going up market or putting yourself in a different market. And then that whole marketing message, the whole sales process, everything changes because you're not competing with them anymore, right? right? You're competing with basically the old way of doing business and the new way of doing business. And so that's one of the things that, you know, it may cross the line between, you know, sort of like product marketing as well as, you know, the actual sort of marketing to the end consumer or the business. But I think, knowing what you have and the value that you bring and then positioning that in a different capacity or a different sort of package is one way to basically create your own blue ocean. And at a lot of companies, I think we start off negotiation by thinking that they make a decision by $19 or $20. Mm. But 
luxury brands wouldn't exist if that was the case. Right. And they have more demand than everything, yeah. right? Yeah, that's Chanel bags and yeah. whatever else, Louis Vuitton ain't dying to sell to anybody. They know that they're going to keep their prices to a certain degree because they've made that. When you buy that bag, you get this, and right. this, and this, and all of that unlimited repair warranty. Right. And you're spending $1,900 for that now, right. not $19. Yeah. The harder, I think it's harder to sell at the lower end because it's, it's commoditized. It's a price war and right. depending on your model. And like I said, unless your model is, hey, we are a manufacturing company, but we do everything in you know, China and India and wherever, and it's cheaper. And then we don't, we have very limited overhead here and we sacrifice maybe client communication experience customer service or, or the fact quality, that you'll, or, you'll even get the right size that you order quality, yeah because i might give you something completely different here's the deal yeah it's creating a blue ocean also it's you're not missing out on the people that are swimming in the red ocean right right it's a different customer it is so a different customer put yourself there and then align with if you believe your value is in the quality is in the experience don't get stuck in a price war Remove yourself from that, go up market, put yourself in that blue ocean, layer on some additional features and functionalities and design it the way that you would want it for that, like you said, luxury market, right? And then the perceived value goes up because people are willing to pay extra for a better experience, better customer service, some sort of reporting or technology, whatever that is, consulting, just a community, yeah. a Facebook yeah. group. <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. that might yeah. be so just for kinda, you. Yeah. So I think the idea and kind of the takeaway is understand and identify which market, which ocean that you're in. Decide if that's the one well, you want to play I can in. tell you everybody's in Red Ocean because they've already been kind of there and they know that this is the space. They see there's money going there. They're all of a sudden going yeah. there. Let's just, for instance, let's say cybersecurity. Let's just say that that's a blue ocean today. Yeah. But give them five years, everybody in cybersecurity. Right. And, the, and it's that's, that's, that's the problem with everything. And that's the the thing that I don't want people to do, right, is to think. That's why I say understand what it is just right. so you know you're playing the right game. Because if you just continually chase the blue ocean, the blue ocean becomes a red ocean. Because if it works, everyone wants to do it. Everyone Correct. can copy that. So it's not always about continuing to innovate and you know, throw scrap and throw everything away and say, hey, I need to be blue ocean, blue ocean, blue ocean. But you do need to understand what your market is now so that you're not spending in, you know, Correct. investing your marketing into something that's not going to be effective because either you can't compete on price if it's a red ocean or maybe it's too competitive, right? SEO or PPC or something like that, you just can't compete in because you're so far behind. And the same thing goes with the blue ocean. You can't say, well, I have something nobody else has to offer. If you don't know how to effectively communicate that to your audience because it's a completely foreign idea to them because you've created this whole new process, that comes with its own set of challenges. So you have to identify what that is and then you have to sort of tailor your marketing plan in order to align with that. And I think everybody would understand when you explain the fact that you're not the same commoditized product as what you thought you were going to buy. Mm -hmm. When you work with us, whatever that might be, we give you this and this and this. That's a very hard thing to do because you have to do that on a one-to-one -one basis. Mm -hmm. Because the keyword they search for is a red ocean keyword, but you have to explain the value of why you're different. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Businesses go through this. 
when there is a lack of strategy sometimes, uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening. And let's get back to our topic for the day. One of the things that we talk about is value-based pricing. Do you want to share that just so people understand what that is different from just sort of like, like you said, $20 an hour versus $200, which is 10 times more, yeah. but you're getting a lot more right? Yeah, for and it, that and it's $200. Not, yeah, it's not always about you're getting more hours, right? Or you're getting more resources. It's a lot of times, like you said, it's you're getting more value, which comes from experience. It comes from experience. It comes from technology. Um, the value that you provide to that customer. So even though it only takes you 10 minutes, it might have taken you 10 years to learn how to do that. And it might be as valuable to them in terms of adding them $10,000 or $10 million in revenue, right? So if you're able to point something out and it only took you 10 minutes to identify and point out, it's because you had that experience to actually know where to look. You had the technologies right. to identify that. And then you had the ability to interpret that data and communicate that to a business that might have an impact on their top line revenue or bottom line revenue. So it's not about, oh my gosh, you know, you charge $500 an hour. It only took you an hour. It only took you 10 minutes. It's There's a reason that it only took me that long. And it doesn't matter how long it takes me because what matters is the impact that I'm able to have on your business. So if you're in a position where whatever you're providing as a business is valuable to your customer, which it should be, otherwise they're not going to pay you for it, especially when it adds value to them, adds revenue, right? If it's, uh, or even a cost savings, right? Depending on the cost savings, you have a lot more leeway essentially with your actual pricing model because you can explain to them the essentially return on investment or the cost savings or whatever that may be, Correct. whether that's short-term or long-term. And really, I think every business has that. It's just a way of Again, positioning that and communicating it to your client because you wouldn't be in business if you what you were providing wasn't valuable. People weren't willing to pay for it. So that's how you, you know, that's how you keep the lights on. And I say even on the on the buyer side, I'm always looking for that company that is going to give me way more than what that thing that I was looking for. Mm. And I honestly would go for that company, even though it costs more, they're gonna give me less headache later down the line. Right. I mean, think about it. It's most to me is more carefree. I don't have to worry about this after this purchase, but I'm not going to get the cheapest price because of it. Mm -hmm. Think about it. If it's a delivery company, if they're going to give me some extra towels or whatever to package my thing and they're going to take longer, but it's going to be here in one piece. I have that peace of mind and I know I spend more money on that white glove service right. rather than going for the cheapest, right? Like, think about it. We make that decision every day. Do I want the cheapest or do I want the company that's going to give me more? Right. Customers are looking for the cues. Yeah. You just have to tell them. And you need to understand what's important to them. So value means a lot of different things to different people. And it could be a combination of things, right? So you mentioned, you know, is it going to cost me more in the long run? So that's like the risk, right? The perceived risk of doing it the right way from the beginning. I'll pay more, but I'll pay less in the long run. That could be part of it, right? 
or going down the wrong road with the wrong partner, the wrong vendor for six months or six years is going to cost me 10 times as much than if I were to just pay two times as much today for the solution. The other thing that a lot of people don't, you know, leverage in their sales or their marketing is also the time, right? People, successful business owners and value marketers or, you know, whoever. I was going to say that. Yeah, they value their own time, right? And so if you can save them time by either having taking something away from their day to day or taking over a complete, you know, department or whatever that is, it's not just, it might not even be a a cost trade-off, right? Because if you look at it, they're going to pay you more than if they were to just do it themselves. But the value of their time now, if you're working with, you know, maybe the CEO, right? Rather than him spending 10% of his time filing these reports or doing that or whatever, he can pay you a fraction of what it costs his time. His time is more valuable in terms of the impact he can have on the business. So that is not always black and white. And it's not something that they might even think about. But if you can effectively communicate that to them, and if that's valuable to them, which most people, they may even overvalue their own time because they think they're more valuable than they are. So if you can communicate to them that part of it, they're going to pay you more than just the exchanging of exchange, yeah, because yeah. people say, oh, well, I can, it doesn't really cost them anything on paper because they're doing it themselves. If you're in that kind of a business, right? We talk about managed IT all the time, right? Yeah. Certain size of company, they can manage their own IT, right? They have Correct. a router, they can call Comcast, they, they can install firewall and they can right. go to Ring Central and get a you know, phone, phone system. They can do all that. But at what point, at what breaking point, point would, does it take too much of their time? Whereas you know, senior level member of that company, could they go produce more value? I agree. And if it's not your forte, I'd say don't do it. That's my always, right? If it's, if HR isn't my thing, I shouldn't do it. And if marketing isn't my thing, I shouldn't do it. And I was going to say that when you said talking about time for an entrepreneur, let's just say that they picked the wrong marketing company. And then you went for saving of money that you went with the lowest provider, the lowest cost provider that took six months and you didn't get any results. How much is that worth to your business? That is, to me, is the biggest mistake that you can make trying to save money because you could have made so much more had you picked the right vendor, like you said, with the technology, with the right team, with the right strategy, and you would have been in a different place. And to me, that happens all the time. Yeah, it comes back to that, you know, valuing your own time, but also looking at the opportunity costs. Correct. It's like, you know, not only are you missing out on let's say trying to do it yourself, right? Not only are you missing out on valuable time that you could be producing revenue at the things that you are good at, right? Because right. you're running this business, uh, but also the opportunity cost of ineffectively and inefficiently running your marketing department Correct. or marketing. In any department that is. For example, six months in marketing, you're not six months behind because the competition is also, you know, increasing that gap. And technology and the digital landscape is changing so rapidly that six months behind is like going six months in the wrong direction or 12 months in the wrong direction plus the six months. So now you're 18 months behind. And that gap is, you know, sometimes uh, insurmountable. And I think many, many times people make that mistake and then you kind of start from scratch and say, well, you spend how much on this website? (laughs) 50,000. And what do they give you? Or you spend how much a month? Yeah. And the reason is, like you said, it was in the wrong direction. It was definitely, they didn't understand maybe the business, the concept, whatever it might be, or the growth goals. There was no blueprint behind it. However, that's the difference between kind of 
looking at price and or competing on price and yeah. not adding any value, you're sort of delivering, you know, how many people can do an AdWords campaign? However, you're bidding on the wrong keywords and you're spending money and you're not getting any conversion. Certainly they do for $300. Absolutely, you should work with them. However, there's a whole nother world out there of the right keywords, the right strategy, the right landing page. It's not going to be $300. It might even not even be $3,000. Right. It might be $10,000. Right. So that's the difference. And I think everybody should focus on, like I said, nobody enjoys being in the red ocean because you're trying to cut costs to run that business than trying to add value to your business. Yeah. That is the biggest difference. As the business owner, they're like, well, I can, I, have to, I can only sell my shrimp for 10 cents a piece. How do I get my shrimp for two cents so I can sell it for nine? Yeah. Instead of saying, man, I need to sell it for 25 cents and let me make a better shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, right? Yeah. Especially if you're trying to identify if you're starting a business, which is you know not necessarily what we're talking about here, but then you really need to identify it, right? Because yeah. we're not saying, hey, throw out your business model because you're in the I red think, ocean. I think they need but to figure it out. But if you're really just getting started or you're launching a new product, how do we go from not a red ocean to a blue ocean, right? And so, I mean, it's very simple if you look at just innovative twists on. So one comes to mind, right, is let's say, you know, maybe five years ago, you had the technology to develop the best possible razor out there. Right. And you say, I have a razor that's going to be great. And I compete with, you know, Gillette and all these companies. Um that is a red ocean that has been dominated for years by uh, One very big sharks. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Uh, but you can have that same razor and create a platform that you deliver that razor to people's houses for $5 a month, Dollar Correct. Shave Club style. And that is a blue ocean. Same product. Right. Same product. It's different experience. Different delivery method. The prost- you know, cost to manufacture is the same. Packaging is the same. Distribution is probably similar in terms of the cost, right? All that kind of stuff, logistics, the marketing costs, all the same. So it's not that you have to throw everything away and start over. It's that how do you look at that and say, okay, here's what I do really well. I can make razors, but what I can do better than the competition in the red ocean is the actual experience. And I'm going to do such a good job that I'm going to turn it into this blue ocean where no one else is competing. Correct. Now, of course, there are competitors. Like you said, now it changes and you have Harry's and all these other companies. But it's a different ballgame. So I think those are, that's a, I think, a perfect example of how you can identify moving into the market and say, I don't, you know, even if they, because their whole advantage is they can create that razor cheaper, right? Because of the way that they manufacture it, they sell it directly. It's not a middleman. But even if they did that and just put it in the stores next to, you know, Gillette, it wouldn't have been successful. So the genius of that and diverting that ship to the blue ocean. Correct. was that they changed the delivery method and experience. And also they knew exactly who their customer was. Mm. They knew exactly how to get it, right? It was the right messaging. Yep. It was the right positioning. It was the right price. Mm. They weren't more expensive. They were like, hey, we got to go in cheap. Yep. And now you can't even get it for five or yep. 10. It's like $30 a month with all the stuff that yeah, they the sent you. Yeah, shape of these, uh, <laughs> False you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At this point, it's like $30 a month. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, this is way more than I needed. My soap and my shampoo and everything <laughs> is there. Yeah. So, but you're right. But they created a business model. Everybody's used to it. Now we want to have everything done by that same company. Yeah. They've kind of expanded that offering. So, well, any final thoughts? Anything else we need to wrap up with? That's it. No, I, I think maybe we went a little bit, you know, off too deep into there, but, uh, deep in the deep ocean. In the, deep in the ocean. But yeah, no, I love the concept. And I think just starting to think that way as a business owner, as a marketer, and trying to identify the situation that you're in, identify your customers, looking at ways to, you know, either tweak your messaging to, you know, get yourself into the blue ocean or even tweak your offering. 
obviously if it comes to a complete shift in business model, that's a bigger conversation. But I think just thinking that way is going to allow you to have some sort of creative thoughts going on and going to improve your marketing efforts. All right. That's all we got for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. Find us at oneims.com slash podcast. Growth Marketers is brought to you by One IMS, helping you reach new heights through integrated marketing. One world, one web, one IMS.